you know, I guess it's just holding on to that idea that like, even though we don't see the outcome that we want or answered prayer right away, like we don't know that it, how it could be answered somewhere else yeah. or that we'll never even know. Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Kimberly Myers. Through challenging times, Kimberly has always leaned on faith to provide her with a positive perspective. Welcome to this episode of the Behind My Journey podcast. My name is Quinn Eaton, and sitting with me today is Kimberly Myers. Kimberly, thank you so much for taking some time to do this. You're welcome. So we're going to dive right into your story, your journey, right? That's the idea behind the podcast. So... Uh, we always kind of start with with a little bit of background information about yourself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you currently live in Murray, Kentucky. Yes. And you're a real estate agent. Yes. Okay. So, how's the real estate business going? <laughs> it's a little crazy right little now. Crazy. <laughs> I think everything's a little crazy yes. right now. Yeah. So, um, and then of course you volunteer at the journey, mm-hmm. and we'll t- we'll talk a, a little bit about how you got involved with the journey in a little bit. But uh, you volunteer with the Sweet Team, and yes. uh, I think some people might not know what the sweet team is. Okay. Uh, even people that go to the journey. I'm sure right. there are some people that listen to this podcast that may or may not attend the journey, but for those that do, what is the suite? Because I think sometimes that's a question that yeah. people have. So the suite is our area where basically we welcome new time or first time guests, um, people that want more information on something, how to get connected, like if they're wanting to volunteer or um, go to next steps or, you know, this is their first time they visit us. We kind of you know, bring them in and just make them feel welcome (laughs) and try to make that connection. So hopefully they want to come back again next week. That's right. That's right. And you've volunteered in a lot of different capacities uh, since you started attending the journey. You've helped in the nursery. You've helped Mm -hmm. with event planning. You've helped with guest services. So you almost, I mean, I don't know if there's like an award if you get (laughs) all of them, but I think you're getting pretty close. So uh, which one would you say out of all those has been your favorite? I know I I currently work on the sweet team as Uh well, and it's really rewarding just to meet new people. Um, so what would you say is your favorite part? I would definitely say the sweet team. I tried the kids area for a while. Not, not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bless the people that do. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, I went to like doing event planning stuff because, you know, I enjoyed doing that stuff during the week and whatnot. Um, and then, um, yeah, now I'm on the sweet team. I just love it because, yeah, mm-hmm. you get to meet new people and I can talk to a brick wall. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably a good trait for someone. Well, and it's a good this. trait for someone to be on a podcast. Yeah. Right? Oh, so yeah, this is going to be good. <laughs> we were talking a little bit before. Of course, you live in Murray, Kentucky now, but you're not originally from here. Right. So uh, for your situation, which you'll be able to elaborate a little bit about. What, how would you say you're from? You're from a certain place, or do you you, you answered with? Whenever I asked the question, you yeah. just said you were a military family, yes. right? Yes. So for those that don't understand that, like how was how was your childhood? Yeah, so I loved it. I my parents said they never worried about me making new friends because I, like I said, I could talk to a brick wall. Apparently, that was the case when I was a kid too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, we were. I was born in Indiana. We moved to Germany. New Jersey, Auburn, Alabama, Virginia, Kansas, Hawaii, moved to Madison, Alabama when I was going into high school. And yeah, I just loved it. Um, my, my brother, he was not the one that loved it quite as much. <laughs> he was a little bit more introverted, um, a little bit shyer, but um, I enjoyed it. Like, it was great. And it's funny, I've been in Murray the longer than I've been 
anywhere else. So came to Murray for college, was here for undergrad and grad school, so five and a half mm-hmm. years, and then moved back to Alabama for about a year, year and a half, and had an old boss call me and say, hey, there's this company hiring in Murray. You want a job? And I was like, heck yeah. So, <laughs> which I already had a job, but I yeah. didn't like it. So um, two weeks later, I was here, and I've been here for almost 12 years now oh. since then so and you feel like yeah. this is this is the place yeah okay. yeah because <laughs> i just feel like growing up and i mean it sounded like there's a song what is it i've been everywhere Man, yes it, that's what it's, it sounded like you were singing that at some point when yeah. you were naming all the places that, right. you, that you live so how was it kind of just like picking up and moving places that often whenever you were younger and then how did that affect your faith as well because i i know we want to talk a, a little bit about like how you came to know jesus uh-huh. so Speak on that a little bit. Like, how was it moving around right. uh, alone? And then, of course, how was it trying to find a church yeah. or, or get involved somewhere? So, um, I like to say that I was a cradle Catholic. My mom was raised Catholic. Um, my mom and dad both raised us in a church, you know, all the time growing up. Um, when we were in Hawaii, I was in middle school there, and we found an awesome Catholic church. Loved it so much. They had youth services on Sunday nights, and it was very contemporary, upbeat, and everything. Just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Catholic school there and everything. And then when we moved away, um, we moved to when we moved to Alabama, um, we tried finding another church. We tried all the Catholic churches in the area and just didn't really find anything that matched that. Um, even though I was involved with the youth group there and everything, I didn't really have a good connection though it was one of those like well I'm supposed to go so I went (laughs) Um, and then one Sunday my parents joked that instead of turning right at the light to go to um, the church the Catholic church we they turned left and went to the Methodist (laughs) (laughs) and we tried that and it was very similar and then we went to the contemporary services there which was very similar to how journey is Um, so I still went to Catholic youth service, though, because my friends were there. So I was there for my friends. But I would go to church on Sundays with my parents, but then go to the youth group with them. So um, I guess I would say, like, when when I finally came to college um, and I was at Murray State, which I started in 2004, I remember going to the Methodist church for a while here. I tried that, but then I was also... It was very easy just not to go to church. Yes. <laughs> so I know Journey got started in 2005, and I, I don't remember the first time I went. I just remember feeling like thinking back on it that that just was the natural place to go for me. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like home. Yeah. You know? Um, well, that's so important whenever you're trying to find a church. And that can be one of the most intimidating parts mm-hmm. whenever you go to a new place or if you go to college trying to find a church. Uh, and trying out different churches yeah. can be intimidating, but I feel like you kind of trained for that your yeah, entire life, right? right? Because you're always <laughs> going to different places. So, um, yeah, that's interesting that you say, like, you don't remember the first time, but you just kind of remember, like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So how how was that feeling whenever you came to a new place? And I'm assuming whenever you were in college, that was kind of a more stable place for you as, as far as, like, you stayed there for a long period mm-hmm. of time. So how was it? whenever you felt like you belonged at a church? Like, how was it finding that? It's nice, you know? (laughs) And I feel like that even goes into our, like, my current role serving here, being on the sweet team, because it's like, 
I can connect to people, however they're coming mm -hmm. to our church or however they found it and learning more about, you know, what brought them here and whatnot. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and, no, 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 that's good. And, and I just, I think it's cool because it can be really stressful, uh, mm -hmm. that whole process of trying to find a church and moving around. Uh, how were you able to kind of stay firm in the foundation of your faith? Because I know it seems like you were kind of raised in a church your entire life, mm -hmm. but it wasn't the same church. Right. And then it was different places and things mm -hmm. like that. So that's the really interesting thing for me sitting on, on this side and hearing your story so far is like, I feel like it could be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm getting tired of like trying to go to this different place and, and start it up again. So were you doing any certain thing that was kind of keeping you uh, like close to God? Was, was there anything that you remember? I would probably say, I would think it's probably just my mom's prayer. Yeah. <laughs> like her, you know, um, they, I remember they always told us, I don't care where you go to church. If you want to go try a different denomination or something, that's fine. They just wanted us to be spiritually fed mm -hmm. somewhere. And so I don't think um, I looked at it too much of like the religion side, but more like the Christianity side. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, I was involved with Catholic youth services and stuff when I was a kid mm -hmm. um, and whatnot. And I think that, I've always surrounded myself with strong, like, you know, Christian friends and whatnot. And I don't know. I guess it's, I feel like it's probably just my mom praying a lot for me. <laughs> well, that's good. That, I mean, that's a, that's a testament to her. Yeah. 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 So. And, and going back before we, we got to recording the podcast, uh, you said that there wasn't necessarily a moment for you when you felt like there was like a flip of the switch right. or like a light bulb moment. For your faith so you just kind of always had God in your life mm -hmm. um, it's he's always been there for you to turn to uh, but something interesting that you said that I have to mention is that you were kind of jealous that you didn't have that moment yeah so talk through that, those feelings of like man I I guess you're thinking that you wish you would have had that moment where you're like okay I wasn't living for Christ and now I want to give my entire life to yeah him. like how, how is that so I used to kind of be jealous of people that had that story because I'm like, man, what a testimony they have. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, man, I just, you know, <laughs> yeah, I've always just knew God was here. Yeah. You know, um, I didn't think I had as much of a testimony, but then when thinking about talking about this podcast, um, or talking with you, like I was trying to think of, okay, examples in my past of, you know, what were some big turning points and, I've always thought I don't know what people would do without faith when they're going through a hard time because I know like 2015 was a hard year for me. I got fired from my job. My brother passed away. My best friend moved away. My ex-boyfriend died in an explosion. Um, like all these bad things, but like the whole time I'm just like, okay, like God, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then same in 2020, like, my dad had a um, traumatic brain injury where he fell off a ladder, was in a coma for two weeks, and we didn't think he was going to make it. And I just remember specifically asking for people to pray for specific things. And I'm like, you know, I, I remember telling my mom at that time, like, if he makes it, that's awesome. Like, great for us. If he doesn't make it, we know he's in heaven. Like, we can't ask him to come back. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's just like, I don't know what people without faith 
do in those yeah. situations, which my dad is fine now. He's great, awesome. which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then same in 2020, like I say, my, um, my best friend, she died of cancer that year. Um, and her and I, I remember her and I having a conversation when she first got diagnosed about how we don't know what her story is going to be. You know, like if she doesn't make it, she doesn't make it. But how do we know her story didn't touch somebody else? You know, like, or influence their relationship with God. And we might never know any of that. Um, So it's, you know, I guess it's just holding on to that idea that, like, even though we don't see the outcome that we want or answered prayer right away, like, we don't know that it, how it could be answered somewhere else or that we will never even know. And I, I know that you're asking the question, like, how do people get through hard times without faith? Yeah. But maybe, I know that you, you've already kind of touched on it a little bit, but how did faith help you get through that? Because I know you're saying that, well, we know that it's, it, you know, God's doing something. Yeah. But, but what about those really tough moments where you, like, I'm, I'm sure even, we've talked about it in church before, like asking God, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how are you able to get through those really tough moments? Because you, of course, all the challenges that you went through. Well, I'm an Enneagram 7 and we don't like to hang out in our feelings too much. <laughs> Bring in the Enneagrams. That's a first for the Behind My Journey podcast. Yeah. But, no, no, we don't like to hang out in those. So, uh, no. Um, you know, like I said, I, I just have to keep telling myself and believing that, like, God is working in a way. Like, even though our hard times might, uh, they're hard. They are hard, you know. Um, but, like, he's working behind the scenes that it could be a blessing for somebody else. And we're playing a part in that role for them, and we don't even realize it. Um, and I just have to keep telling myself that in those times. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's faith. That's yeah. the faith part. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I'm not going to say that I've been in challenging circumstances like like you have, but uh, definitely whenever there have been times where it's like, I'm not really sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that likes to try to control things, mm-hmm. but I found that it helps a lot if you just step back and you say, right. God's in control. I can't do really anything about this. Yeah. I can just continue to follow along the path that he's setting for me. Yeah. So it sounds like it might be similar to that. Yes. Um, but it's just a hard, it's a hard mindset to get into. It is. And, and that's what's been interesting just hearing you talk yeah. about those certain things. So um, I guess moving right along, because uh, of course all, all that stuff is, is really good and I'm glad we talked about it, but how is your life, because I, we, we touched on not having that aha moment mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, God's in my life. God's clearly been in your life and he's helping you, especially in these in these past couple of years. So how is life knowing that God's with you? Like that, that's it's a, kind of a simple question, but it's also like we kind of talked about it yeah. in today's message actually at church. Like how, how is it having right. God in your life to walk beside you along with with anything that you have to face? I mean, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Like you, you just have someone or something that's always there for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And even when the hard times come, it's like, okay, well, there's a reason for this. So, you know, like you're, as a kid, you want to touch a fire and your parents tell you no. Yeah. There's a reason they told you no. Like, <laughs> um, and there were times when, especially just being single in your 30s, like, that's hard, like real hard. <laughs> and there were times where I'd be like, come on, God, like, 
what are you doing up there? Like, I think I'm an okay person, you know? <laughs> um, and I didn't understand, but I also prayed a lot, like in the, that season of my life, like if something's not meant to be, just shut the door. Now, sometimes I would say, you didn't have to slam my hand in it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, I'm always just constantly just praying for that guidance on the big things and the little things. And, um, but to answer your question, as far as like what it's like, it's just great. And I, I can't imagine it any other mm-hmm. way. So, and who would you say are some key people that have kind of helped you along your journey? Cause of course it, mm-hmm. you've already touched on your parents and it might be good to, of course, mention them again, but, yeah. um, just like whenever you think of like, okay, this is my journey and these are the people that have helped me along the way. So, um, obviously my parents, mm-hmm. <laughs> big players in that, yeah. um, I'd say just the whole staff at Journey, anybody I've ever been in a small group with, um, which I've been in a few different ones. Um, Even back in college, I remember Lauren Rutzel and I were in a small group back then. And um, just trying to think, gosh, there's been so many people that were in the right spots at the right time. Um, I spent a summer in Mississippi right after Hurricane Katrina and like just the faith of the people that were running the camp that I was volunteering at, like those people even played a big role in my faith journey Mm -hmm. and just seeing their strong prayers and how God answers them, you know? Um, I would say even my brother, like I say he passed away in 2015, but like him passing away, like it's played a big role too. Because I know after that, I kind of looked at life a little differently as far as like, okay, life's too short to do anything that's not making you happy. Like life's too short for um, being with somebody that makes you unhappy. Like there's just certain things that it's like, okay, the death will kind of make you appreciate things differently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... And then, and my husband too. Yeah, I didn't even a, say him. Like, well, oh my I wrote, gosh! I wrote down the note card, and I was about to be like, you, yes, you he's you were single in your 30s, right? But now, but now I'm married. Um, he, Perry, he's amazing. Like, he's just, uh, he's so wise, and he's just, yeah. Like, we push each other every day. I think to get closer to God and whatnot, and he pushes me, and he's he's just awesome. <laughs> and how how critical and important do you think that is to a relationship to be able to ask questions to your significant other about God and like push each other to become better Christians? Oh, like number one thing I think <laughs> in a yeah. relationship. Yeah, like I always, um, I always like I said, I always pray that if if a relationship wasn't meant to be, that God would just close the door. And I would have ones that had like yellow flags or red flags, I would say. And then when um, Perry came along, my one of my best friends, she's like, okay, what flags do you have? And I said, I don't have any. She was like, what? You don't have any flags? I'm like, no. So, um, but we had a conversation very early on. Like I knew that he, where he stood with, you know, being a believer and, and whatnot. And that if we do decide to have kids one day, like that we both are on the same page with making sure that we raise them Um as best we can to want to seek and love God and mm-hmm. everything. So, um, yeah, I think that's hugely important to just push each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you've brought, you've brought a lot of wisdom to this episode. So oh. I definitely want to thank you for that. Just a lot of things that you've said, I feel like have been really good. 
hopefully people are taking notes, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you have people taking notes for the podcast, it'd be pretty good. That would be interesting. (laughs) um, For those that maybe aren't taking notes and kind of want kind of a final synopsis Mm -hmm. or uh, a final piece of advice. Um, Of course, I was mentioning like you, you're a volunteer. You've always been plugged into church since you started attending the journey. Um, You, you know, somehow stayed grounded in faith, even though the foundation of your home might have changed, right? You, mm-hmm. you moved into a lot of different places. And then you've just been able to, I think, pull a lot of positive perspective from situations that might not be positive. Mm-hmm. So for all of those things, if someone's listening to the podcast and might be going through something similar, what would you say to them? What kind of advice would you give to them? So I... I love the idea that you're most like the five people that you hang around with or spend the most time with. So if someone's looking for advice on something, like look around your circle. Like, do you have people in your circle that are like, you know, plugged into a church that you want to be in? Like then put yourself in that situation. Go find a church or find somebody that you can go with or ask to go with or whatnot. Um, or if you're wanting to be in a small group or whatever, like small groups, I think are one of the biggest things to help like me stay grounded too. You know, um, our small group, we kind of didn't meet for a few weeks and we're like, Oh, we need each other, you know, (laughs) um, that are like serving. Oh my gosh. I just, I love volunteering like any way possible. Like, Mm um, and when you're, in those situations and you like get around different people too that you know god's putting there maybe for a reason so right. just get plugged in i guess would be my the big the, the big, big thing yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> well like i said this has been a really good episode uh kimberly i want to thank you for taking the time to do this and of course thank sharing you. your story thank you so much thanks for asking me <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of behind my journey If you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast at journeycalloway.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eaton, and this has been Behind My Journey.